Hello, and welcome to a special edition of the Daily Drive podcast. I'm Jamie Butters, Executive Editor of Automotive News. As you've probably noticed, we've put the show on hiatus over the holidays, give the staff a little break, and time to think about if and how we want to change the show for the new year. Do you have ideas for us? We'd be grateful to know what you like in the current show and what you might like going forward. Also, when and how do you listen to Daily Drive? Please share all your opinions with us at autonews.com slash podcast survey. Thanks. So, welcome to this special holiday season mid-hiatus edition of The Daily Drive for Thursday, December 2, 2021. My guest today is Dennis Eflin, the head of Auto Industry Innovation and Transformation, Mobility and Connected at Capgemini Invent. We'll be talking about this year's Automotive News All-Stars, specifically those who are reshaping their business and the industry with software. Let's get right to it. Dennis Eflin, welcome to Daily Drive. Thanks, Jamie. Appreciate it. Glad to be here. We're so glad to have you and uh, glad to have your support. So last year's All-Stars, not surprisingly, were largely distinguished by how they coped with the onset of the COVID pandemic. Many of this year's uh, honorees have really had to deal with the ongoing ripple effects, including the microchip shortage, but especially the the ongoing and, and more rapidly digitization of the auto industry. So for today's conversation, uh, you know, you and I, I really want to focus on, um, you know, those who want attention for their software-driven business transformation. Something I, I know you you know a few things about. Yeah, something I uh, deal with quite a bit, and uh, actually have as a passion. So look forward to the conversation. Yeah, passion and, and a lot of experience. So let's start at the top uh, with Brian DeBoer, our industry leader of the year. First time we've chosen an auto dealer as the industry leader of the year. Uh, you know, Brian has this vision, Brian DeBoer has this vision to become the nation's biggest auto dealer group uh, using a, a strategy, you know, with a, a lot of mergers and acquisitions, of course, that's what, what has drawn a lot of the headlines, but it, it's all underpinned by software and digital retailing prowess. Uh, what do you think this choice and what do you think his vision really means for the future of retail and the evolution of the automotive ecosystem? Well, and and happy to see Brian and, and the sort of initiative and progress. Um, you know, I'm a big fan of um, we need dealers. Um, and I, not only do I think they will survive, I think the good ones like Brian will thrive. Um, and I would argue he's not only on a mission to be the biggest, but rather sort of the deepest engaging uh, retail footprint um, into customers, um, you know, and providing different product services experiences beyond what we might think of as traditional. And, you know, I'm sure Brian um, probably shares the thought that, you know, I believe, you know, retail is moved in automotive beyond just being the brick and mortar. You know, retail is not a physical building, but it's an experience. And that experience can and needs to be delivered, um, you know, wherever the customer is, wherever the customer can be intersected in their journey or need. you know, so so Brian's mission and is to you know obviously not only you know gain more access to customers, but gain more greater insight into you know where is a customer and their need for transportation and their need for mobility. Is it a new car? Is it a used car? Is it service? Is it some kind of subscription or some kind of access to a a fleet or rental availability on a daily or somewhat sporadic basis? 
um, you know, the more and more he can leverage software capabilities to build up that type of customer insight and that type of ability to deliver against it, uh, he's going to build the deepest retail relationship beyond just the biggest. So you know, I applaud where Brian and, and, you know, many like him are going in, in retail transformation. Yeah. So for all the other dealers <laughs> who have to compete with Brian, especially as he's uh, strengthening Lithia, you know, what do they need to do? How should they be thinking to stay ahead of the rapid transformation of the business? Yeah, well, I think, you know, even a, even a dealership uh, needs to think of itself more like a, a platform. You know, they are a platform that um, should be providing products, should be providing services, should be providing information, should be providing access to their um, assets and information needed by the customers um, and, and access customers in that way. You know, they, they need to break the mold of being a traditional, you know, 30-day mentality. We mark the transactions on the whiteboard and, you know, once the transaction's done, the customer interaction is done, but rather, you know, what is it we can gain in terms of insight? What is it we can do as a company to become more agile? How do we use software to be more insightful into what we need to be doing? You know, should we be offering new new ways of financing, subscription models? Um, may not be for every market or every, every demographic, but that insight, you know, needs to exist within their enterprise to figure that out. Should they be offering different types of availability um, for their new and used cars? You know, again, mini fleets or fleet access or daily rental access to customers. Um, customers' mobility and expectations and experiences are changing. The dealerships really need to change with them. And the only way to do that is through, you know, sort of software, which provides enough data and integration, which provides insight, which then needs to provide the right action. So, you know, even a smaller dealership really needs to think of itself more as a platform to a customer as opposed to just a brick and mortar. It's not just about lead management anymore, is it? <laughs> Yeah, so as a previous conversation we had, I, I, yeah, my, my sort of tenure is that it's not about lead management, it's about need management, um, understanding the customer's needs and fulfilling them. It's not a transactional business anymore. <clears throat> we need to change those uh, imperatives and metrics, the way we measure success in retail. That's great. So another one of our winners uh, was uh, Grace Wong, uh, the president of Mannheim. Uh, the wholesale auto auction giant went online, as did its, uh, you know, key rival, the other, the other giant, uh, Car Car Global. What does that evolution, the evolution of that business, and uh, really the wholesale transformation of that wholesale auction business, <laughs> uh, say about changes to the used car market and evolving needs throughout the ecosystem? Yeah, well, Grace and used car um, dealers, used car market um, wholesalers are obviously there's a convergence of um, you know, chip shortage affecting new car inventories. Um, customers globally, perhaps, you know, transportation, work, commuting, mobility needs are changing rapidly out of COVID. Um, and, and obviously, financial impacts of you know, financial finance rates to buy cars and um, you know, potentially some some uh, inflation. So all those factors make used cars very um, marketable, but also very profitable more than ever. Um, so you know what does it mean? I think it's an opportunity for for Grace and others to to look at it. And I'll go back to my statement as a platform um, that you know we don't want to just you know 
wreak a smaller, higher profit margin because we're opportunistic right now. But how do we take advantage of the opportunity to really shift the market that people will want to buy, finance, access, lease used vehicles more than ever and, and more than ever in different ways? Um, you know, one thing we learned out of COVID is customers have greater expectations, greater experiences now with other industries and in the way they get product, the way they get services, the way they access information, the way they um, are, you know, uh, creating and delivering experiences. They expect that in automotive and even in a used car market, you know, how can I get, um, you know, mobile service or delivery? How can I get flexible financing? How can I have a used car portfolio package that meets my needs. I may not commute every day. So what's the right vehicle for me? I'd go back to that needs management. So you know, having, again, a, a platform type of mentality as a company within that ecosystem of you know mobility of providing a used car in a unique way for a customer to gain insight that may offer you know, a used car company or a used car wholesaler provide additional services. You know, how do we help with predictive maintenance or extended warranties or um, still create uh, other opportunities in revenue around security of the vehicle, location of the vehicle, um, marketplace commerce opportunities through the vehicle. So, you know, it's a it's a tremendous opportunity for used car market to, to take advantage of and create, you know, long lasting customer experiences and customer loyalty to the brand, even if the brand may be a company uh, that is not the, the vehicle brand, but rather the wholesaler or the retailer of a used car. So tremendous opportunity and good to see Grace and others, you know, driving technology into the backbone of what they're doing. Yeah, it, to me, it's so fascinating because, I mean, it's like you, we've been paying attention to this for a, a long time. And there have been so many years where they were uh, making investments, putting the pieces in place, but the market uh, was not the auction market was not ready to make the transition. I mean, they they could do some, you know, but very small progress. And then COVID hit, and you know, pow, it all just just switched. Well, right. And I I don't personally, I don't think we're going to see some new car retail levels to the tune of um, 16, 17 million in the U.S. annually for quite a while, if ever. Um, and I think customers users of vehicles um, are going to start to break down that mentality of everything is a new car or a used car. It's now going to become, it's the right car for me at the right time. So again, tremendous opportunity for the, the used car and wholesalers to really shift mindset and shift opportunity of what they deliver, not just how they deliver. So you mentioned, you know, the importance of uh, platforms, you know, really um, in, in a bigger sense, but man, nobody is pursuing it in a bigger way than Toyota, right? The world's largest automaker, uh, CEO Akio Toyota has tapped uh, James Kuffner to uh, lead the, the woven businesses and with both a, an operating system for automobiles, Toyota plans to put into place and then offer to other, other automakers, to offer to rivals uh, to use as an operating system for their vehicles, but he's also designing a software sort of operating system for humanity, you know, with uh, <laughs> the Woven City uh, pilot that their concept that they're working on. Um, how do you wrap your brain around all of that? Um, it, it's hard to think of, and especially even a, a, you know, what I would deem as a very traditional, although highly progressive uh, OEM is Toyota, who, you know, led the way with uh, 
Kaizen and, and quality manufacturing and efficient manufacturing that now understands that the market, you know, not only is, but has shifted significantly in, in the way people want vehicles, equip vehicles, buy and use vehicles and, and looking at themselves, okay, how do we transform to meet that? Um, you know, Toyota's even con- uh, created their own Toyota connected business unit um, to try to solve some of this. And that connected piece falls all the way back into supply chain because it's not just a the way we sell it or the, the operating system alone we build, but it's how do you connect the entire enterprise? Um, but once you do that and start to transform and connect, um, yeah, I think Toyota's seeing some great opportunities that, you know, the value isn't in the fact that we might build and own and keep a proprietary operating system. Um, the value is in the fact that we can leverage that to connect to consumers. We can connect to other customers or partners. Um, that builds up a wealth of insight and information around what's going on in the greater ecosystem of vehicles and mobility. So I think they're seeing that as a different lens and a different opportunity. Um, you know, the operating system of a vehicle, the operating system, is, as you said, of society or a human to say that connection, that access is worth more than the asset. Um, and that's a key shift. That's a key imperative that I think will drive value in the future that, you know, we're seeing the asset isn't what uh, Wall Street and others value. And the customer certainly doesn't value the asset, perhaps as much as they value what's the experience, what's the access I have to the to the need. Um, and how's that need fulfilled? That connectivity being driven by, you know, software, being driven by a platform type approach, being driven by connectivity uh, throughout the enterprise in the vehicle, uh, but certainly throughout the enterprise um, is one that, you know, is, is going to be the right shift for them to stay connected to customers, connected to value opportunities, connected to new revenue streams, as opposed to just traditional physical asset sales. So, I think entirely on the mark and, and you know, good initiative and, and certainly going to be a challenge to make a uh, behemoth like Toyota across that whole global supply chain become, you know, much more high tech, but uh, certainly one that needs to be undertaken. So I think the right move. Yeah, it's, it's just fascinating to me, especially in light of, you know, Toyota's history and how it went from being a maker of uh, automated looms into a maker of, of vehicles, of course, automobiles, and, and now, you know, looking at attempting to reinvent itself again. And I think it's it's sort of through that historical lens, right, that I've, I've been thinking, you know, the auto industry is just often categorized as, you know, behind the curve on technology and software. Uh, it, of course, came, to, uh, came of age in the 20th century and was all was a very asset heavy, uh, you know, metal bending, assembly, uh, efficient, you know, combustion and uh, extracting of power from petroleum products. Um, and the, the world has really changed. I mean, is it is it still fair to say that the industry is is behind the curve? Or is this really an era of catching up? I, it is. It is. I, and I would argue it, it you know, to catch up, um, they don't need to target each other as they often do, but rather look at, you know, the experiences and the other industries of, of how value is being created. Um, to your point, you know, to, to look at, we may not want to eke out small margins across a supply chain from a physical supply base into the formation of a vehicle of steel into a transaction model, but rather think about 
know, what we're trying to do is reinvent ourselves to say, you know, we care more about access to customers and access to customer fulfillment than we do about assets. You know, we care more about users than owners. We care more about share of mile than, than share of market or market share. Those new imperatives will drive how you build up, you know, your value play, how you build up the enablers and capabilities of an organization. Um, you know, there's, there's high tech and automotive, certainly. But, you know, the high tech needs to be broken out of the traditional supply chain, uh, very sequential, you know, asset buildup mentality into a more, you know, how do we quickly get to market with a value play to meet customer needs and expectations? You know, how do we serve and service more of the on-demand economy and more of the gig economy that customers experience across every other industry, Um, whether it be ordering a pizza or groceries or getting mobile delivery of some other product? You know, I'm experiencing high tech, high touch, high experience, and I expect that with an automotive. So, um, you know, the the assets alone on a balance sheet will not drive value in the future. It'll have to be, you know, what is the value proposition? What is the type of customer experience that is sustainable, that is being delivered, that will be valued? And Toyota has the right mission. Again, I applaud that. Um, it'll be challenging, but it, it needs to be done. Yeah. Well, speaking of huge challenges, and and you just touched on you know the importance of of delivery, uh, you know of course software innovations are absolutely crucial to automated driving, uh, and that revolution, uh, even if it's a bit delayed, we have a number of all stars uh, this year: Chris Armson from Aurora, Gautam Narang at Gaddick, Emnon Sashwa from Mobileye, and Trent Victor at Waymo this year. So for these automated driving companies, how do, how do you think about the way these new entities will influence society, let's say, by the end of the decade? Well, and tremendously. I mean, and, and, you know, part of their value play is exactly that they're going to impact, as you said, society, not just the automotive industry or not just a automotive sale, um, but rather you know, the way goods and services are moved in fleet vehicles, you know, long, long, long uh, road trucking or, or even last mile um, from, you know, some kind of warehouse or depot to a household. Um, you know, that will all be much more autonomous, much more uh, automated in its uh, delivery and, and fulfillment. The way people, you know, may get transportation in urban environments or to and from different commutes, um, you know, on a school campus, on an office park campus, uh, to and from airports will be much more uh, autonomous. And, and those technologies that you mentioned as winners are all piece of, you know, providing not only a part of the solution to that, but then also relevant information to help with congestion and traffic to help with, you know, parking and uh, traffic alerts to help with weather updates to help with all kinds of things that, you know, affect the way goods, services, people need and want to move about. So, you know, by the end of the decade, we're all going to be seeing much more autonomous in our life, whether it be we actually get in a car with a vehicle with no driver or not, uh, we will see it, you know, kind of zooming around our city or house and, and so forth. So, these companies are hitting on technology plays that you know will fulfill again not just a need but an opportunity to create even more value within cities, municipalities, and within society. Dennis Eflin, Cap Gemini, thank you so much for your time. It's been great speaking with you about uh, this year's All Stars. Thank you, Jamie. Appreciate it. That's Daily Drive for December second. 
For the latest news on the auto industry, type in autonews.com. And for a complete catalog of more than 350 interviews, go to autonews.com slash daily drive. And please don't forget to share your opinions at autonews.com slash podcast survey. I'm Jamie Butters. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.